to the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up-level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Heads up, this episode was originally recorded under a different podcast name, so you might notice me refer to it. I brought all of the episodes here so that you can catch up on the party. Enjoy! Hey athletes, and welcome to another episode of your new favorite podcast, the Train Your Mind mini-series. Before I get into what I want to talk about today, I need to share my practical, fresh, just-experienced example related to last week's episode. So last week, I talked about how to fail the right way and the difference between productive and unproductive failure. And then I got a dose of my very own medicine in a training session last week. In that one training session, I succeeded in some parts and failed in others. And in the parts that I failed, I both productively and unproductively failed. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because I think it's important to remember it's not a binary succeed or fail. It can be succeed and fail. The goal would be to move the needle on failing from unproductive failure to productive failure so that when you fail, you're doing so in a productive manner that is still exceptionally useful in your training. So if you're a little lost in what I'm talking about, hop back and listen to last week's episode and you'll get caught up real quick. Okay, let's move on to this week's topic, goal setting to goal getting. (sighs) Goals, 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 goals. Probably one of my favorite things in the world to talk about are goals. I jam on goals. And that's because I believe goals are the perfect container for growth. There's an important thing I want to preface here. Goal setting is often tied to this urgent overdoing. If you think back to a new year's goal that you've set in the past or a PR that you've trained to go for, there's often this sense of striving and pushing to get there, there being who we are after we achieve the goal. We think it's this like magical place where everything is gloriously perfect and we feel all of the positive emotions. And if you've ever hit that goal in the past, you learned that when you get there, you still feel crappy at least half of the time. And I can tell you from my experience in qualifying for Kona, it does not give you this golden ticket to the land of rainbows and butterflies. I still feel doubt and disappointment and frustration, anxiousness, and other not so pleasant emotions pretty often because I'm still the same person on the other side of achieving the goal. But that doesn't mean that we don't set goals. Let me share why it's important to set goals. Three reasons. The first one is that your brain needs direction and supervision. We have so many inputs from the world and your brain will filter those inputs based on what it already knows. So if you don't tell it to filter based on where you want to go, it will filter based on the motivational triad, which is how your brain has evolved. And most often that's to look for danger and avoid it. But when you give your brain a job to do, something to focus on, it'll tune out everything else and focus there. It's kind of like a dog with a bone, but without direction, we're on cruise control. And the second reason would be that goals allow you to create your future and not simply repeat your past. 
If you don't create a goal in your future, again, your brain wants to be efficient. So it will do more of the same. And more of the same is what's comfortable and safe. Goals allow you to cut straight through the rinse and repeat cycle. And the third reason why setting goals is important is it allows you to live a deliberate life that you truly want. Some of you may never have even put thought into where you want to be as an athlete or a person in say six months, one year, or five years. If that's the case, are you truly living the life that you want? Or are you simply just doing what today calls for? Now, this doesn't mean that you have to set huge goals. It just means that we're very intentional and deliberate. So if that's why setting goals is important, there are also reasons why we resist setting goals or we find resistance in sticking to our goals. And the first reason is that it's just flat out uncomfortable. And as I'll talk about more later on in this episode, I will strongly encourage you to write your goals down, to put pen to paper. And when you write your goal down, the thoughts that come up might feel rather uncomfortable. You might also be thinking about what would how it would feel if you didn't hit the goal. And resisting goals is trying to resist exactly those emotions. And secondly, if the goal that you're going for is beyond your current capacity, it is your brain's job to tell you to settle down. And this shows up through self-doubt. Most of us do not want to feel doubt. So how we respond is by setting goals that are way too easy for us. Goals that we know we can achieve. And finally, We don't set the goals unless we already know the how, the steps, the blueprint, the exact know-how. And if we're only setting goals based on what we already know, our current knowledge, then really we're only setting goals based on our past. And what happens then is what we achieve is just a slight improvement on what we've already done. And this, my friends, is where complacency comes in. Now, this goal work is relevant on the race course and off the race course, in training and in racing, in sport and in life. Some of you may be tempted not to set race goals because of the current state of racing. But if we take it back to those reasons why it's important to set goals, remember your brain needs direction. And in non-COVID times, there will also be other things happening in your life that you may be tempted to use against yourself as a reason not to set goals. Okay. For the rest of the episode, I'm going to get tactical. I'm going to give you action items to do within the framework of what I've already covered, why setting goals is important, but also why we're generally resistant to do so. Remember, your brain needs direction and supervision, but by default, you'll be resistant to the discomfort that comes with setting a goal and even more uncomfortable with the idea of writing it down. But the simple act of writing goals down is one of the most powerful things you can do. When you write your goal down, it exists in the world where it didn't before. It becomes a possibility. Do not underestimate the power of this. Now, if you have zero emotional response to writing goals down, then you're probably in that space that I briefly talked about last week, where you're not really truly, truly willing to fail so you keep your goal safe. Your brain wants you to keep your goal safe and you're listening, you're falling in line with that. Your brain wants to avoid all the negative emotions by keeping you and your goals small. You'll know that your goals are big enough when the doubt and the fear of failure start to show up. 
What if that level of discomfort was actually a green light telling you to keep going, you're on track, and not a stoplight or a detour sign? Okay, here are the guidelines that I have for you to follow when you're writing down your goal. First and foremost, it must be measurable. How will you know when you've achieved it? Is it a 10K PR time, a certain rank at a racing, at a race, or do you want to make a certain amount of money? And then write it in the present tense. Everything after I am creates. So go for that present tense. Next up, create a vision around it. Imagine yourself, be in the presence of it. Imagine what it would look like in detail when you achieve the goal. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is a day in the life? Be in it. Additionally, practice constraint around your goals. Sometimes when we get like super gung-ho in the gung-ho in the goal setting, we want to choose a goal in every area of our life, but pick one goal per year and focus on that. And finally, commit carefully. Do not just write down your goals, close the book and brush them away. Or don't pick like well, well, well beyond your realm of belief. Commit it to it like a partner, like a new partner in your life. You don't want to be sloppy with committing because if you're sloppy and committing, you'll be sloppy with your follow through. As soon as you write that goal down, your brain will freak out and give you all the reasons why it's not possible. Everything that's wrong about it. This is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. You're doing it right. So next up is to listen to what comes up and write down everything your brain wants to offer you. I call these obstacles. So you're just going to write down every obstacle on the way. It might be things like, it's not possible. I'm not fast enough. I need to be able to stay in arrow for the whole bike to make that bike split. My nutrition isn't on point. I need to hold a stronger effort on the whole swim. I don't have enough time. By the way, these are all straight from my notebook last year before I qualified for Kona. So when you're making this list, you need to exhaust your brain, exhaust it, write it all down. You'll notice that there'll be a combination of thoughts about yourself and skill gaps. So things you must learn, because if you have a goal that's worthy of your attention, there will be things that you need to learn. And as you're going through this, just keep writing. And if you get to a point where you pause, Keep asking yourself, what else? What else? Because you'll move from the how into deeper things. Like people might think I'm selfish and I'm taking too much time to myself. We want to know everything that your brain comes up with. Once you've written down this whole list, gotten it all out, be careful not to judge yourself here. Don't judge yourself for the thoughts that you have about yourself. Remember, this is your brain trying to keep you safe. This is how doubt shows up. Your brain wants you to go back in that cave and stay safe. It's okay. You don't have to get mad at your brain for being so negative. So next up, so what we did is we wrote down the goal and then we exhausted the brain with all of the obstacles. Next, for every obstacle, you will come up with a do goal. For example, one of my obstacles was needing to hold a strong effort on the, on the swim instead of starting out too hard, dropping my effort and cruising comfortably into T1, which by the way, I have a long history of doing that. So my do goal for that was to really focus and be present in my swim workouts, to ask my coach questions on how best to approach particular workouts, to show up to the pool, ready to try all different types of sets, to build my swim endurance and pay attention 
when I did make progress. So I didn't have to believe my brain when it told me I always start too fast and then drop the effort. Learn what it is that you need to do. Offer your brain facts, and this becomes part of the process to achieving the goal. This is the magic of this process. Every single obstacle you list becomes the ladder to your goal. Every single obstacle you list becomes the ladder to your goal because you've listed smaller do goals on your path to the big goal. And your obstacles and do goals will be unique to you. Take the time here because it will be worth it. Recapping once again, so we've written down the goal, exhausted all the obstacles, created do goals, and now we take all of that information and we make a plan. At this step, your brain might offer something like, I don't know where to start. And first of all, be really careful with the I don't knows. It's a dream stealer. I always say every question is answerable, either from Google or your own brain. You just have to be willing to sit with the question long enough. If you're unclear of where to start, the goal itself is the end. So start there. Say you have a goal to qualify for Kona in two years. Then you know the end. Start there and work your way backwards. Take your do goals and put them in order of what needs to happen first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Just go down the line. Some will be bigger. Some will be smaller. Maybe next year you'll focus on increasing your FTP by 10 Watts and dialing in your nutrition and all of the smaller do goals that go along with those. The do goals themselves are all relevant and personal to each individual person, but the brain drama is the commonality in all of us getting clear, specific, and detailed gives your brain the cold, hard facts and direction on what to work on to combat those thoughts. Like I can't do this or I'm not fast enough. Instead of spinning out in doubt, get tactical with it, make decisions that bring you closer to your goal. And along the way, you'll learn the how. You also learn that it's not about the goal. It's never about the goal. It's about who you become in the process. All right, that's it for this week. I literally could spend hours talking about goals, but I wanted to share just enough for you to potentially think about goals a little bit differently, but also have some tactical ways to go after your goals. So go set a goal or go write down your current goal. If you want to share it with me, my inbox is always open. I'd love to know what you're working towards. And if you have any questions on this process or anything mental endurance related, send it my way. My email address is linked in the show notes until next week. Hey, it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.